Welcome to Raspberry Tea Pod Chat. I'm Claire. I'm Claire. And I'm Jo. <laughs> CCJ. <laughs> Sorry, you've got Jo's chuckle before we've introduced ourselves. Hello, welcome to Raspberry Tea Pod Chat. We have a very, very special guest today. We have a gentleman with us called Russell Thompson. Oh, what's the shirt? Who is. Well, I'll let you explain, actually. Petrified so, by the looks of him. Yeah, he's, he's slightly <laughs> concerned about what he's got himself into. <laughs> um, Russ, when he, when he talked to us about coming on the podcast, he said, I'll be the straight one. Um, and so I'm determined we're going to corrupt him during this podcast. Well, what um, did you say about releasing him unaffected? Yeah. <laughs> We'll, Sorry, we'll try and let him go home unaffected by us, but we'll see what happens. Sounds good. So, Russ, would you like to tell everybody who you are and what you do? Yeah, thank you, Claire. Thanks for, for thanks for having me on. <laughs> um, I'm Russell Thompson. I'm a, a business consultant, which is, um, I don't know, I guess people often ask me what does a business consultant do, and really I suppose what I'm trying to do is um, inspire kind of business owners to reach the vision, achieve their vision, and create better working lifestyles for, or better working lives and better personal lives for them and their employees. Um, that's the kind of, I guess, the high-level vision of what I do. Um, and I do that through a series of very dull and very boring things like planning and <laughs> spreadsheets and kind of project plans and things Ooh, like that. It's all dear. quite, quite, quite dull. Um, but it, it is the foundation of a kind of solid business. Um, it's all that kind of stuff where, whereby kind of creative people are really, um, it's the stuff that you don't want to do. Exactly. And I can, I can vouch for that. I've had a couple of sessions with Russ and he makes me think strategically and I don't do that naturally. Yeah, and I, can, I certainly don't I can write vouch for that as well. down naturally. Um, and I've got to admit, I've still not written it down. But anyway, I will do it, I promise. Well, I will do it. I've got to send it to you. I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, anyway, yes. So, a bit about you personally, Russ, because mm. we try and sort of keep this quite informal yeah, and sure. chat-like. So, we know you're Russ Thompson. We yeah. know you're a, a business consultant. Yeah. But who is Russ Thompson? Uh, wow, yeah, there's a story, all three. Um, I'm 48. 47. I am 47. Oh, it's a baby. Does that mean there's a birthday coming to? No, December. Oh. December. So 47, yeah. December. December. Yeah. Mm. I'm surrounded by December babies. Yeah. Well, you know, Sagittarians. Oh. This one's just on the cusp of the Capricorn. <laughs> just. Anyway. Well, I'm a fish, so I'm a bit of all of you. So anyway, we, we digress. We're taking we us away as from. As always. Don't worry. No Which problem. I said I've got to affect it. December yeah. birthday, yes. So, yes. Uh, yeah, yes. Uh, December's my birthday. I've got two lads, uh, Jack and Luke. Jack's 22, Luke's 14, coming up 15, coming up 38. Um, <laughs> and um, I'm not married, but my partner is Anne. We've been together since uh, 2001. Uh, she was also my first girlfriend that I ever had at school. Oh. Um, which, which was not in 2001, I might add. That was a long time before that. Um, but we so both cute. kind of uh, went away, had lives of his own, and then came back and got back together. Oh, that's, that's a nice rounded and story. She's a business owner as well. Yeah, she's um she's kind of self-employed hairdresser. She's kind of worked in um different salons across Sheffield mainly, uh, but she works from home now, mobile. She's done a bit in um, Sheffield College, kind of uh, training um, uh, the juniors and things like that as well. So so yeah, so we're both uh, we're both one man woman bands, whatever you want to call us. So that fits in perfectly and leads in perfectly to today's pod chat. 
because what we wanted to talk about is how men and women make different business decisions okay. or whether they do. Mm. Is it does it go on personality type? Does gender have any influence in it at all? Mm. Is it on experience? What makes us make the decisions we make? Claire. Oh, over to me. Well, on an earlier episode, we talked about the magpie syndrome. (laughs) We did. Puppy dog. Claire's puppy Puppy dog. dog. The chimp. Emotional, if you like. Um, I think I'm a bit of a... Well, not a strange one. Well, well, we're all strange. Very strange, strange, depending on what day it is. I think a lot of my decisions naturally are emotional, but I'm also very logical and technical. So I probably think, or I think I think more masculine than feminine because I'm very technical and structured and like but then I think emotionally on the other hand so it's kind of a bit of a and I'd see you as completely emotional there you go I'd see you as completely random yeah yeah that's true as well so yeah but I think it's definitely I'm definitely emotionally led you see Joe and I come from very corporate backgrounds Mm -hmm. Um, both very male driven as well at the top yeah um and i certainly didn't fit in i was was that one one female who was uh, the next level up from me actually once said to me claire if you want to be taken seriously in this organization you're going to have to dye your hair boring brown and start wearing trouser suits (laughs) never going to happen a bit like i will never wear a skirt and I just went, then I won't be taken seriously. Mm. And that was the day I actually realised I needed to get out. Yeah. Um, you think there's part of that, though, that comes with... Um, so, they kind of used to be a saying, didn't they? It's like a man's world and things like that. And that that, that, that was the anticipated norm of a particular kind of time of life, if you like, where men were seen as these captains of industry that kind of ran things in kind of grey suits, kind of pinstripe and all that kind of stuff. And that, that actually, although I would say that that has been changing for quite some time, that's that's a big kind of wheel to turn, if you like, because it's kind it's of no mining industry. There, yeah. No. Yeah. And so yeah. I guess a lot of um, a lot of kind of people, a lot of ladies, a lot of men would kind of have that kind of thinking that you've got to have that kind of that veneer, that corporate veneer to be able to kind of move forward. I think, yeah, I mean, I was one of those people that when you got to the high level committees, I'd say something and nobody'd respond and then somebody a man would say it in slightly different words but say exactly the same thing and everybody responded. Yeah. Mm. And I felt completely invisible. But I don't know whether it was just literally face didn't fit, I don't know whether it was my communication style wasn't right or whatever. So I've you know, I've experienced both. I've experienced the big corporate that literally was an old boys club mm. at the top. And then I've experienced being self-employed for the last 10 years and I know exactly where I am um, and where I want to be. You've had the same, haven't you, Joe? Mm. So I was in corporate finance for just under 20 years. And some of the roles that I've had have been quite high profile. So I was complaints manager for the business for six years. Um, I used to have to stand in a boardroom and present to 12 males 
um, towards the sort of latter end of my corporate finance world, I was an auditor. Um, again, in a male-dominated environment because there was agricultural equipment, there was heavy goods vehicles, there was the motor industry, and I used to have to audit all of it. And I used to just get stared at mm. sometimes. Um, I'm blessed in some ways in my uh, stature. Um, She's got big boobs. That's my dolly bit, isn't it? They can um, see. Oh, yeah, they can, well, they can yeah. Um, and you just knew whether it was right or wrong that people were staring. And you just knew that, and I don't think it was me taking it personally, it physically happened one day when I went onto um, one of the agricultural sites and every person that was in that workshop suddenly appeared at the doorway. That was your jolly part, Mike. And that... <laughs> Didn't have it on that day, funnily enough. Um, but that, I mean, that's horrific, isn't it? And that actually knocked my confidence massively. Mm. Um, I could stand in front of the, you know, around the board table and present, and that was absolutely fine. Because I used to put my emotion, that's getting back to the point, I used to put my emotion behind everything that I did. And people actually kind of followed me and listened to me because I was so, I wouldn't burst into tears or anything like that. I wasn't on that level of emotion, but certainly the passion behind what I was doing was there. Yeah. And so they trusted my judgment. Too. That's something you don't hear of every day, isn't no, it? No, because I, I was actually passionate for each of those individual businesses that I audited as well. So Claire, coming from the sort of digital world mm. and having been both your own boss and an employee have have you seen the difference in male female roles high up i think women in the higher up roles in organizations in the private sector seem to have to work a lot harder to be taken seriously or maybe become a harder version of themselves do you know, I think that's a really, really good point mm. because I think you lose yourself as a woman in, in, in business. I think business. You, you, yeah. maybe in the, in the bigger organisations, like I've, I've worked within the NHS, that not so much. I think it's, a, like I said, public or private sector. Um, I've worked in like cause brewers and I've worked in engineering sector and construction sector, so you don't find as many women high up in those industries, although one of my experiences with one of my main clients it was female-led and I think like I say it seems like the softer skills that you normally associate with women <clears throat> get hidden more mm. so maybe you have to it's perceived that you have to put on a persona to yeah. be a female sea level yeah. Yeah. person interesting I've had um I've worked, obviously worked a long time in corporate and actually when I first went in there in the late 80s I would have said it was predominantly kind of first line managers, team leaders, supervisors that were women mm. and they kind of kind of got to a certain level and yeah. then it were kind of a very kind of male domi dominated hierarchy yeah. with a very, very few kind of senior leaders, uh, board members and actually probably more non-executive board members that, that were women rather than traditional board member or a mm. kind of normal C-suite kind of kind of leader. What I would say is I actually did work for some women kind of through the um, through the kind of late 90s, early noughties, if you like, who were really, really dominating characters, mm. but did, did, didn't did lose anything from the femininity by 
being like that. They were kind of very much kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Very kind of dominant, actually. In, in some cases, I were absolutely, I mean, I'm kind of a young lad at the time, I were absolutely crapping it off. <laughs> um, some of these kind of really. Is that why you're calling it the noughties? That's why, I'm, that's why I'm like, I'm shivering like a wreck here right now. Um, but well, we're very dominant in our businesses, aren't we? And, and they, they, they weren't really intimidating people, but they were really confident in their ability, what I would, what I would definitely say. But you kind of spoke with them out of work, and um, that that kind of same kind of uh, confidence kind of it did exude. But I wouldn't say it kind of took anything away from the femininity or anything. I would mm. say that they were still very, very kind of... Um, I say attractive, but I don't mean attractive as in looking, but attractive, very great conversationalists, great people to kind of spend some time with and have a beer with, great people to learn from. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not, there were nothing in that. I kind of, the point you made earlier about kind of um, uh, where your opinion might not count, I've, I've experienced that, but not in a kind of man-woman situation. Mm-hmm. So kind of the industries that I've worked in have been, a lot of them have been kind of, you know, uh, supported by big consultancies, so the big, you know, the big players, the McKinsey's, the PwC's, and pl- places like that. And what I did find that as an employee of a company, um, I could say something, and that was almost like, yeah, okay, thanks, thanks for your contribution. And someone else come and said it, we're on twelve hundred, fourteen hundred, sixteen hundred yeah. quid a day, and that was immediately validated as a as a worthwhile yeah. opinion listening to because it yeah. came with the price tag that my opinion didn't come with, yeah, yeah. and I didn't necessarily see that that's wasn't from a man woman point no. of view because actually in the in the consultancies that I worked with, the split was more even in terms of men versus yeah. women, but it was that perception yeah. of, bloody hell, we bought this for. Yeah, mega bucks. Yeah. We better we better kind of value that. And then what you see in a lot of those industries as well is the kind of downsides of the offshore. They let a lot of people with um, a lot of experience go, and then two years later they're kind of fetching all those people back as consultants yeah. Yeah. because they actually realise that they haven't got the bedrock of um, of intellectual property and knowledge. knowledge yeah, yeah. That, yeah, yeah and that's, that's kind of happened with me three or four times whereby I've gone back into gone, gone back into a couple of companies but really gone back in because of what I learned kind of in the late 80s, yeah. 90s, early noughties, that, yeah. that that had gone. Yeah. Because what happens a lot, I feel, is is that because of kind of aggressive systemization, I might call it, um, people get like it, they don't get like induction training, like, you know, you yeah, used to yeah. get back in the day that you yeah. go into a room for two mm-hmm. weeks and learn how yeah, to do yeah. the job. What you do is you get very light touch kind of introduction to that business. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you get a standard operating procedure. Yeah. So you know that to make that process work, you've got to hit A and then you've got to hit B and then yeah. you've got to hit C. You haven't got a clue why. <laughs> and if C, if your C button's stuck down, you have got no idea what to do. Yeah. So uh, off topic, I, I, I guess, but I, I, th- I think it's relevant because it kind of plays back into that perception of different roles. Different so do you think it's a perception so, then? Sorry, Claire. Do no, you think oh, it's just a perception? So, yeah, let's come back to that in a second. Okay. I think now being self-employed mm-hmm. and your wife being self-employed, mm-hmm. what do you think of each other's business decisions? Um, or do you work together on them? We kind of do, um, but not by design. Okay. It's more of a kind of... Uh, default position because I know she's got me back she, I trust her with yeah. anything and so like for, for today for as just as an example um, I like to think I can write not the kind of writing that yeah. you do but I like to think I can write a coherent sentence that holds together I won't send it before I've kind of bounced it off her so mm-hmm. I'll talk to her about that she'll um, as a very different business yeah, business to mine um, and really around the type of things that, that she actually does in the job you know I can't 
doing mm. anything about like that at all. But certainly there to kind of help with the uh, decision making. But what I what I would say about Anne is she's a really creative person. Turns around to anything. In fact, I've left her actually. You know, she's basically rebuilding our drive on her own. You know? <laughs> She put his kitchen in it as other house virtually on her own and I'm still there just holding bits Love and making it. cups and tea. She's really she's really kind of creative, but she's also really practical in her decision making as well. So you know when she worked in salons she'd have been uh, making sure that the stock were done, making sure that yeah. you know, all that yeah. kind of stuff were right as well. Yeah. So we've got quite a quite a real good thing going because I know that, you know, whereas if we have a conversation ab- about something, the subject matter itself might not apply to either of us or we might not have a great insight into either of us but the process and the practicality behind it will will be able to lend yeah. each, each other something from that yeah. so thinking about your now as a consultant independent mm. consultant thinking about the people you're working with yeah do you see a difference in male female decision making or is it more on personality because i know a few of your clients yes yeah. and i know that Certainly, not all logical, thought out thinkers. Um, but do you see a difference, male, female? Um, I'm not sure. I do. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure. I do really. I think. Um, I, I. I would say that I've got. I've got kind of clients that kind of are creative thinkers and mm. really don't kind of have a lot of organisational yeah, stuff, yeah. and that's absolutely absolutely why they've brought me in. I would say I've got clients who are very kind of uh, considered in the planning and the thinking and the thought process, but actually they need more of a validation, they need more of someone yeah. to kind of bounce off. Yeah. And I don't think the fact that that is um, me as a man or me as a consultant, I don't think that makes any difference to them. Yeah. From, what, from the discussions that I've had with clients, um, and there have been men, women um, in, in both, the, in, in, in kind of both my corporate consulting and my small business consulting, I'm not sure I do see that difference now. I think maybe a few years ago I might have, I might have said differently. Yeah. Obviously, I'm older now as well, so you, yeah. then, you then have a different view of yeah. kind of where decisions are being driven from. But the reason I'm asking is because when I first went self-employed, I met somebody um, who ran female boardrooms, for want of a better word. So mm. they were for, for women who are either a business owner or a business partner or director. Yeah. And, um, but they didn't have a board. Yeah. And so what we used to do is meet once a month <clears throat> and it would be one person, we used to call it, I think, a spotlight or something, and they would come and say, this is an issue I've got at the moment, and we would all work through it with them. Yeah. And it was always marketed to us as men don't work in the same way as women. Right. Men don't think in the same way as women. Therefore, if there were men in the room, <coughs> the people giving their issue, talking about their issue, wouldn't be able to say what they wanted to say. Right. They wouldn't be able to show any emotion and very often women will, if something's going wrong at work, some, they'll get emotional, yeah, yeah. etc. And I just accepted that. I then went to a mixed one. Yeah. And this was slightly different. They were all managing directors or business owners. And... Again, it was a very similar formula, as in there was one person chosen to give a spotlight, but it was it was a, what's bothering you, let's put them on a flip chart, which, which one does everybody want to tackle? Mm. It was that sort, it wasn't an organised one. The guys in that room cried. The guys in 
in that room showed just as much vulnerability as any woman I've ever seen in that circumstance. Yeah. And that really opened my eyes. And I thought, there isn't a difference. I don't, I, um, I kind of agree with you. I think um, maybe the kind of positioning is a legacy of a different time. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Not, not, not talking about, you know, through the annals of history kind yeah. of thing. But I suppose, yeah, I am in kind of a way because that kind of, that dominant male role has been something that's been there since time, you know, since yeah. time began. Yeah. And, and I suppose when you look at the kind of grand scheme of things, that kind of turning that wheel, like I talked about earlier, there's actually more progress being made in turning that wheel in this amount of history than there has been made in that mm. amount of history. So I, I guess that... That, the, was a, that was narrow hands to wide hands for yeah. those that you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Bit, yeah. bit no cardboard box. It were actually, weren't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, like, you know, I think I think that's it. And I also think that then, I, I believe in, in in building teams that you know you don't build a team in your own image. In my my opinion, mm, I think you kind of need to bring um, a different set of skill sets to the table. And conversation should be out on the table, and you kind of have that conversation but everybody brings and everybody contributes we need a yeah. poor tigrony or in every organisation we do I like that yeah yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Christopher Robin yeah maybe not a pig but anyway mm. different matter and so maybe maybe them maybe them kind of the, those groups that were um, all women at the time or, or all men actually and I know that those groups still exist mm, I kind of talked to, talk to a few of them myself yeah. but I think that they kind of benefit now from the passage of time, from a lot of things that have happened kind of above the fold, if you like, in the past 20, yeah, 25 yeah, years, yeah. Mm. that would have been below the fold yeah. in the previous 20, yeah. 25 years. So that gives people a different perspective. And so I think then it's it's less of a polarising female-male kind yeah. of conversation, where for me, the conversation's about capability. You know, it didn't really matter to me whether you're black, white, green, yellow, you know, male, yeah. female, yeah, yeah. kind of identify as a pixie or whatever it is you want to do. Um, as long as you've got the capability to do the job, then you've got some value. Yeah, pixie. <laughs> <coughs> no, no, I, 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 I agree. Yeah, I think that's that makes more sense. I think it's it's become more uh, individual. Yeah, I think this maybe still exists in some bigger organisations yeah. where it's harder to effect change, yeah. or the tradition carries on. And like for, for me as well, it was the difference between what's classed as a professional services member of staff mm-hmm. and a senior academic. Yes. Uh, so, you know, it's there were other factors as well as male and female yeah. in play. Yeah. And I think that, yeah. that, that's an important point to, to take as well, because you're right, there will, be, there will be certain industries, there will be certain companies where change is very much hard to affect, whatever that change might be. Yeah. Um, whether that, you know, it could, it could be anything within there. Um, but also, not notwithstanding that, there will be kind of um, there will be industries, there will be companies that have their own personality as well. So that, yeah. that kind of that kind of uh, the way that you would affect change in industry A versus industry B versus industry X would be completely different. Mm-hmm. And that, that then it's finding the right methodology. So what I do a lot with the clients that I work with is it's not template based. Kind of going and we have a conversation about what is the situation that we're in in this. Yeah. In this in this business, let's kind of build a bespoke approach to that, 
And for me, that would be the same sort of thing with anything. Yeah. If you're going to affect change in the right way, there's no point building your model based on what's happening over there. You need to know what's based on. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And that we just we just actually recorded a, a podcast which you'll have listened to if you've listened to them in order. Um, on communication styles and the fact yeah. that you have to treat each client as an individual <clears throat> and and you can't just send out the exact same words in exact same style or message to everybody and the point you made there about kind of you you went to some of these other groups and some of the blokes were in tears you know you, you might you know to, to slightly go against what I, what I just said but not really is you know the different the people are different so because the stereotype or the tradition for a person that works in a industry is to be like that mm. doesn't mean that everybody in that industry no. works yeah, like yeah. that Absolutely. so if you're doing the, the same work with i don't know three electricians or three builders or three whatever it might mm. be you know you're going to you're still going to get three different approaches exactly. to, to whatever because the personality and the roles will kind of combine to create create a unique set of circumstances yeah. so do men and women make decisions differently? I, th I think I'm more inclined to not think it's a male or a female decision, but it's more of a, is it an emotive or is it a logical decision? So it doesn't, because you can have yeah. very strict logical women and men, and you can have emotive men and women, yeah. or whether it, like I said, there's an emotional or a logical or maybe a business decision if we're on the business subject, and I don't think it matters what your gender what do you is think? i've always been an emotional decision maker to the point that i actually had to well i didn't have to i took up some mentoring again when i was in corporate finance on taking the emotion out of my decisions okay so matt so so do you think there's a difference between men and women i always thought there was but i am wondering if things are changing now you know, are you see? I was thinking then, as you were talking, are men actually starting to show more of their emotions Absolutely. in their thinking? Yeah, I think Absolutely. so. Absolutely. And is it now more accepted and acceptable that men are just themselves? Do you know what? Having a nineteen-year-old male in the house, I can honestly say that the by the time he gets into his 30s and 40s and becomes head of whatever or higher up in an organisation or whatever, I think it will be a totally different ballgame. <coughs> I think everybody will be on a level playing field. Mm -hmm. It's certainly got I that direction, do. I think. Um, I mean, my thought right now is it depends on the organisation because if you do have that very old schoolboy no, old school. Old, old school. school. Old yeah. school, into that's what Old I'm school, saying. old boys network. Yeah. You rolled yeah. out to one If, then, if the organisation's been that, <clears throat> the women that I've seen going into that successfully mould themselves into that mm. and, and so aren't really themselves anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's a massive shame. I don't think anybody should have to change themselves for the job. I think they're in the wrong job if you've got to change yourself for your job. True. I think if you've got to pretend you're somebody you're not, every day that has a massive effect on your life oh god it's just going to change it completely and yeah. it can only last so long yeah but it's that's just not sustainable yeah. but that's is it? kind of evolution right yeah because my, my take on it would be would be is that you are whoever you are you are the sum of the experiences that yeah. you've been through in your life and that will make your that will that will kind of inform your decision making yeah, process yeah, yeah, yeah. and if you've come from a time where we have where 
that women were far more marginalised and weren't given the opportunities, then I think that that is a part of your decision making process. I think there was probably something genetically with ladies and men anyway that, mm. that kind of so that that kind of complete building block, if you like, of the sum of your experiences will focus your decision. Whereas younger women now, and and you know not even younger women now, but you know over the past 20, 25 years maybe, their experiences they'll be missing out on that kind of seventies, eighties kind of yeah. you know yeah. Uh, yeah. environment that kind yeah. of uh, give people of of our kind of generation i suppose a, a different set of experiences to them so there'll be a lot more and, and men as well you know yeah. absolutely you know men are, are, are kind of far more in touch i think or or kind of prepared to be vulnerable than they would have been in the past and i think men also now that the the guys coming through now sort of in their 30s 40s and, and possibly in the 50s as well mm. are actually much more open to women being equals in uh, in business yeah. and much more open to being equal hmm, i'm not saying this very well much more open to female ideas mm-hmm. and not just going she's an emotional woman we don't have to listen to that mm. i think i think it's changing massively already yeah. and i agree i think everybody should be themselves and i think everybody as we've said on other podcasts everybody views everything from their own perception yeah like they've just said it's your, yeah, your experience your life yeah. you you know the only bit of my my body that they cut that is not on the organ donation is my eyes because mm. i don't want anybody else to see the world through my eyes and i know that's stupid oh. i know that's stupid but i see the world how i see it yeah, yeah. and nobody else can yeah so they're not having my eyes um interesting yeah yeah yeah, just diversify as we always do so yeah i i think it's that very much down to the individual mm. but i think there are one or two of those organizations that still exist where there's a difference in male and female decision making quite possibly yeah i, th- I think i i don't know i, I mean I, I don't experience it as such myself i kind of i do look back and like i look at me and my dad and the journey the difference between um from my, my granddad, my dad, to me, if you like, and my dad is very much um, Victorian, not Victorian, you know, in in his in his ways, but you can tell he had a Victorian upbringing. Yeah, it yeah. was very much kind of drilled into him that this was the role of a man. Yeah, yeah. you know, this is what happened, and and he kind of still, you know, being uh, old codger that he is, he still um, um, he, he acts that way. Yeah, he still very yeah, much yeah. acts that way, and yeah. and yeah. kind of operates with that as his kind of core guiding principle you, you can't tell whether you would act with that principle because you don't know you didn't have that experience so you yeah. don't know how, how kind of profound that were an impact on your exactly. on your life as well whereas i know that kind of you know some of the experiences that i've had will probably will, will absolutely have kind of shaped the way i feel about everything mm. and what about your boys so um yeah my my lads i think um they're, they're um, probably more scared of their mum than they are of me. <laughs> uh, both the mums. It's like a drive on her own, uh, single handed. I think should be. Yeah. Fair enough. That's the, there's no kind of you know there's no kind of uh, wait till your dad gets home kind of thing mentality and um, never has been. My oldest son, I'm, I'm not with his mum anymore. She's she was a very kind of dominant character in in kind of his upbringing as you would expect, and she's kind of um, she, her, her kind of personality has definitely shaped the way that he. Yeah. Looks, he looks at things and same with Anne and, and, our, and our son um, he's he's kind of got a lot of that as well it's, it's a, a very much a, 
a kind of a, a two ball thing you know we kind of doing this as a partnership thing and he's the he's the product of, of kind of both of us if you like so you mm -hmm. can see the things what he does like his mom I can see the things that he does like me yeah. probably I can see them less my nan can see them more but yeah. but I'm guessing they have a total respect for girls their own age and women and don't see that they are any different no there's, there's very much a kind of complete level playing field yeah. in, in that in that instance yeah, yeah. I, I do think it'll disappear more and more and more absolutely I think uh, but like you said there is the emotion versus logic and I think men perceive particularly that women make emotional decisions whereas men make logical, logical yeah. Yeah, decisions yeah. and actually it's on the individual absolutely it's, it's just not that clear cut yeah yeah I, I agree. And the, um, for years and years and years, whether you were a male or whether you're a female, there had been some sort of suppression going yeah. on in yourself that kind of said, well, this is how women act, this is how men yeah. act. And yeah, yeah. you yeah, got yeah. to totally. that point whereby, oh, no, this is how I act. Yeah. yeah. And whatever that might be, is that's where... Yeah. That's I think where as well it can go on whatever's happening, so maybe it's an environmental decision as well. Can be, yeah. So, yeah. Well, Russ, that's the end of the pod chat. Brilliant. He actually... I'm unaffected. You are unaffected. Oh, damn. <laughs> damn, we might have to have him back at some point to try and affect him once again. Yeah, we might not let him go yet. Oh, well, this is true. Because the recording's off and the camera's off doesn't mean he gets to clean. <laughs> we will see you all next time. We will. We will see and hear whichever yes. platform oh, yes. you're listening on. Yes, I forget about you over there. Um, so, thanks, Ross. Yes. Thanks for coming oh, in and sharing your insight. Really we need the brew. We, uh, that's always a brew on at Make a Brew HQ. Always. Tatty bye. 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 bye.